2: Thank you for joining me today. I hope your week has gone well and that you are anticipating a really awesome week coming up, even if it is packed with a lot of difficulties. So we talked last week about your inherent value and that we value humans regardless of how they look, what they own, um, what they contribute. And that doesn't mean that we value them enough to necessarily be in relationship with them. But what we do is we value the fact that they are alive and that they have life. And so we often do many types of tremendous, you know, issues or tremendous exploits to try to save someone, to try to help someone, and we feel compelled to do it. And so I want you to think about this idea that we talked about last week that God is your guarantor. He's, he's the guarantee. He's the one that establishes your value. And it's established from the very beginning. And so value is not found outside of yourself. So to be valued is an appropriate response from others. That, that is something that is deserved. And it doesn't mean that intimacy is deserved. But we do value humans even if we don't like them. And so I want you to think about that you need to also believe that you are valuable because the way you treat yourself has a lot to do with how valuable you feel. And many times what I say to people is, please don't wait to feel valuable to treat yourself well. Take care of you. Take good care of you now. And you will start to also feel that value. And so think of that when you treat yourself, how, how you would feel if someone treated your kids the way you're treating you, or someone would, if someone were treating your friends or an employees or your animals, how you would feel. And that's what I want you to think about is don't be the resident abuser of you. Don't be the person that's with you 24-7 that has access to you and chooses to abuse you. Because this is not what God wants us to do, and this is not how people that love you are wanting you to feel and to act. And so we have to think about this fact that when we look at value, that inherent value, this is assumed. It comes with it. It's not something that we attain. And so when, when we decrease value, or we can also increase value, but the initial value value, is inherent so if I have a very valuable car and I mistreat the car it does lower the value but inherently it's quite valuable and if it can be restored renewed fixed healed whatever that is right that means it brings back the inherent value it started with and so I see that many times we don't really trust our own value. And I want you to recognize the fact that humans are always a risk. And, and when we talk about this, we're talking about the fact that the riskier a human is has a lot to do with how much they value themselves. So the, the more you value you, that means the more you're going to take care of you. The more you take care of you, the less of a burden you are to others. So the more you value you, and I don't mean in terms of like decadent types of behaviors, right? What I'm saying is, are you, are you sleeping? Are you eating? Do you exercise? Are you filling your mind, your heart with uplifting things? Are you aspiring to be the best version of you? So this is where I want you to understand that humans are always a risk, but God is a perfect risk. He's the greatest risk you could ever take. And the fact that he risks on us is quite amazing. So the gift of life needs and deserves to be spent well. I want you to think about how you are spending this gift of your life. And so today we're going to really focus on this idea of relationship because the quality of relationships have much to do with value. How much I value the person I'm in relationship with. How much I value myself, which means that I require you value me. I don't wait for you to value me or hope that you will value me. I'm going to require that. So are you aware of the expectations of others? And are you realistic about their expectations on you? Are you realistic about the expectations you place upon them? So when you think about relationships, let's say this is like Relationships 101. So we assume that we know how to do relationships. But how do we learn to relate? And I want you to ask yourself, do you relate well? See, how we relate directly affects the quality of our relationships. So are you a r- lazy relater? Do you just assume it will happen? Do you evaluate how positive or negative your relationships are? How far will you go to save them? How far will you go to nurture them, to improve that relationship? Are you willing to put the work into you and to those you say that you purport to love? So are you brave enough even to end a relationship that is toxic to you? So are you aware of the expectations that other people have on you? Are they realistic? Are they immature? Are they unhealthy? Are you aware of what you contribute or take from the relationship? And so think of this. This is kind of what it comes down to. When I said earlier... Humans are always a risk. Every human is a risk. But God is the perfect risk. So I want you to think about this. Are you a good risk? Every relationship, every human is a risk. But God is a perfect risk. And it's one that we should always invest in. Because he always pays. He takes all the risks. And he still continues to invest more and more in each and every one of us. So I want you to ask yourself, are you a high-risk person? Do people have to be careful or warned about interacting with you and maybe committing to you and attaching to you? So think about tolerance. What is your level of tolerance? And we know that we need to have tolerance because nobody's perfect and our world is not perfect. But sometimes we need to gauge our tolerance. What are we actually tolerating? And is it healthy for you to be tolerating what you're tolerating? Because if if it's not healthy for you to be tolerating it, then it's certainly not healthy for the person you're tolerating because they're learning that whatever they're doing is okay. So many times we have to assess our tolerance level. Because if we don't manage that, many times your worth and value starts to decrease in your own mind. Because maybe you're tolerating things that you shouldn't. Maybe you're tolerating abuse, rejection. Someone's requiring you to be perfect. Maybe you're in a relationship with someone that's a chronic liar. How about if you're in a relationship with someone that refuses to take care of themselves? See, these are things that we want to recognize tolerance. Now, this this is very important that you that you understand. When we talk about tolerance, I don't want you to think in black and white. These are levels of tolerance. I'll give you an example. If I meet someone for the first time, I'm probably going to have more tolerance because I don't know them yet. So I don't know what the appropriate expectation might be, unless it's completely egregious. So... When we're thinking about tolerance, we have to say, you know, the less intimacy we have, the more I can tolerate, because I'm not that invested in the person. But the more invested I am, the more committed I am, the more attached I am to a person, tolerance becomes a difficult, very difficult situation. Because our tolerance, we're more sensitive to the person. We have higher expectations of them because of the intimacy that we are desiring to have. So I want you to recognize that tolerance is like on a continuum from black to white that I completely tolerate, I refuse to tolerate anything. So imagine animals, your pets. How about babies? We have high tolerance for little babies. They're so vulnerable. We have very little expectation on them. But wow, you're going to marry somebody or you're going to have children with someone. You're going to hire someone and pay them a great deal of money. Well, then you might want to check your tolerance and your level of expectation when it comes to the people that you're interacting with. Because what will happen is if you don't manage that well, you will get contaminated. You will get inside of you a hardened heart. You'll become more judgmental. You'll become resentful, and if you're someone that is not overt about their upset, you will become passive-aggressive, which never helps anybody. and never makes you feel good about yourself. So you want to be gauging, hey, what part of this am I, and what part is the other person's responsibility? And I need to be brave enough to confront. I need to respect that human enough to confront. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about these different types of tolerance and relationship, intimacy, and really being the best version of you. Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for all of your comments and social media. I so appreciate knowing what helps and what encourages you, what you need. And thank you again for really referring this podcast to your friends. I, I really appreciate that. And so I want to really talk today about relationship. Now, I have to tell you that relationships And working on relationships is my most fun thing. That's really what God has probably created me to do, was to help people really work on relationship. Because we know, statistically and scientifically, that the healthier your relationships are, the happier you are. The healthier they are, the stronger you feel. You're willing to take bigger exploits. You're willing to take risks, healthier risks. You're willing to really give of yourself. And it causes people to have a much more grounded life, but also a much more fulfilling life. So when we talk about this relationship, let's think about it as Relationships 101. And I have done shows in the past, but this is a little bit different because in that first segment, we talked a lot about tolerance and we talked a lot about expectation and investment. And so a very famous author, Dr. Seuss, he's quoted as saying this, Sometimes the questions are complicated, and the answers are simple. So I I can appreciate this quote and the philosophy behind it. See, we often oversimplify very complex issues, and we really complicate simple things, right? Now, that's not to say that relationships are simple. On the contrary, they're quite complex. However, there are many things that we do, especially if they're constant, That make those complex relationships work a lot smoother and help to stop the complex from getting overly complicated and exhausting and tiresome. Right. So we're going to focus on some basic principles. Excuse me, in the following areas that really cause some help that will really help us to not to not complicate the complex. So there's four major relational arenas that really have to be practiced. And I want you to kind of memorize these because I want you to use these as road markers. I want you to use these as, as like the framework of your home. Okay. Or the, the, um, the structure of your life. Okay. So the first one is that we have appropriate expectations for others and for ourselves. Now I could do an entire show just on that. So appropriate expectations for others and ourselves. Now, what does this mean? Well, it changes the more you get to know somebody. Many times we have less expectations the more we know someone because we're tired of being hurt and disappointed and and disgusted or cheated or lied to, right? So maybe we start to lower expectations. What if... The more we got to know someone, the more we realized how safe they are. The more we could depend on them, the more our expectations are raised. So we require more. Well, what happens if I only think about the other, what they expect, and I don't think about myself, what I expect? So what do I actually expect from a relationship? What are, what are the things that need to be in place in order for me to be in a relationship in a healthy manner? Do you know what you need as constructs for a basic relationship? And are you willing to show up in your own relationships with expectations on yourself as well? So we have to have some appropriate expectations. And you and I both know that, you know, the world is very complicated. So I have different expectations on different types of relationships. So the expectation that I might have on my neighbor would be probably much different than the expectation I have on my husband. The expectation that my clients have on me are probably going to be very different than the expectations they might have on their doctor or their neighbor, or their children. So they have certain expectations that make the relationship with me work, and I have to know what those expectations are so that I can honestly say whether or not I can meet those expectations. So we want to make sure that we evaluate that. What expectations do you have on yourself, and are they realistic? Are they healthy? Are they doable? And what kind of expectations do you have on others? Have you purposefully lowered those expectations because you've been hurt in the past or you've been let down so many times you just said to yourself, you know, I'm not going to expect anything. I'm not even going to get my hopes up. That would be something that we would have to look at. So the second thing, and when it comes to the relational arenas, is learning to respect gender, temperament, and personality differences. So what does that mean? Well, you don't have to be a psychotherapist to be able to do this. What you have to really be willing to do is learn the person. We need to learn them. They're very different maybe than we are. There might be some similarities, which is always fun. But learning someone is, a, is very important when it comes to respecting who they are, to actually accepting who they are, so that you don't set them up and yourself up for very, very big letdowns. Because if we have unrealistic expectations, then we're going to harm ourselves and the other person. So the way we have appropriate expectations is we learn who they are. And learning a person takes time. So I have to learn, what, what, what kind of a man is this? What kind of a woman is this? Are they an introverted person? Are they an extroverted person? Are they kind of neurotic? Are they an artistic person? Or are they a pretty concrete person? So what kind of personality, temperament, gender, what, does, what, what makes up that person? And as I start to learn that person, I begin to decide and decipher what I will accept and what I will reject. That is how we determine the path to intimacy. So the third thing that we have to do when we are thinking about healthy relationships is setting and maintaining healthy boundaries. You see, this is what's so fascinating to me that I have learned throughout all these years of doing this, is that the healthier my boundaries are, the better my tolerance is. See, the healthier my boundaries are, the more I know what's me and what's them what I'm willing to tolerate, what I'm not going to tolerate. And it doesn't necessarily mean I have to end the relationship. I just may need to lower some expectations. Maybe I need to raise my expectations. Maybe as I get to know them, I find out, wow, maybe this is someone I really can trust. Maybe this is someone I can really depend on. And so I need to learn those healthy boundaries so that I know where I end and they begin. What are my expectations of myself? What are the expectations of them? And are they appropriate? And if that boundary is violated often, am I willing to establish a boundary that says, we're not having a relationship anymore? You're asking me to tolerate things that I'm not willing to tolerate. And then we're going to work on living peacefully in a world that demands our instant attention. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about Relationships 101. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you for joining me today. And make sure that you let your friends know about the podcasts and all the things that we have on social media. And that there are three books that I have written and I'm finishing a fourth one. And so I'm really excited about this fourth one that I'm finishing. And I'm hoping I have lots of good information that tells me it will get published. And so I'm very excited about that. So we're talking about Relationships 101. We talked about inherent value how we value someone, that humans are always a risk, but they're a very valuable risk. I want you to risk on humans. And I want someone to risk on you. And I want us to be a good risk. So we talked about these four things that that really make relationships that are so complex, maybe a little less uncomplicated. And that's appropriate expectations learning to respect gender, temperament, and personality. That means knowing the breed of the person, setting and maintaining healthy boundaries, and then living peacefully in a world that demands our instant attention, which again goes back to boundaries. How affected am I going to be by others and the world around me? How affected am I going to be about my own way of thinking? How I think toward myself, how I treat myself? Because that has everything to do with whether I bring peace with me or I bring chaos, hurt, upset, criticism, negativity with me. So we want to be able to live peacefully in a world that is not very peaceful. That means internally I need to work on peace. So each of these areas could be certainly a show in and of themselves. But what we're going to do is really just talk about these four, these four um, different elements. And so appropriate expectations. Now, I'm sure you've probably heard, no expectations, no disappointments. Well, here's what I would say. If you don't have appropriate expectations, you have no intimacy. So a relationship without appropriate expectations is like a house without any walls. So if there are no walls, there's nothing to hold up the roof. Therefore, there's no real shelter. See, relationships that desire deep intimacy, the kind where you really know me, the real me, and I really know you, the real you, these require structure, dependability, effort, commitment, humility, good interpersonal boundaries, and maturity. So obviously, we're all working on these traits, and they're not going to be completed until... Absolutely, the day that that Christ returns or we pass away. However, if they're genuinely pursued on a regular basis with an understanding and supportive partner, the chance for a very healthy and meaningful relationship is probable. So we always want to look at God as our template for relationship. How does God relate? That goes back to the beginning of the show when I said, you know, every human is a risk. But God is the perfect risk. And if I risk on God first, my ability to have wisdom when I'm risking on humans or the ability to heal quickly if I'm hurt by humans is elevated tremendously. If I'm trying to do it all on my own, I'm going to be hurt, wounded, upset, derailed, very confused. So how does God relate? Well, we do have the love chapter, and that seems a little insurmountable for me. So if my husband were expecting this on a consistent basis, I probably will fail him. I am quite loving, and I do love to love people, and I'm human, and I get tired and weary and frustrated. So I really practice all these things that I'm telling you because it helps me to rebound and it helps me to come back. So that I don't just fall into the pit and have to crawl my way out. I can just stumble. See, if I'm only stumbling in my relationship, there's a lot less pain. And it's easier to fix. So how we relate is made up of those four elements. And so we make sure that we're using certain standards when it comes to value systems when it comes to owning our own behaviors when it comes to being truthful how about when it comes to being committed so these are things that we should expect from very intimate relationships such best like our best friends our lovers our partners our spouses and so we're going to talk in this next segment about what are those things that we should expect from intimate relationships so that we have the appropriate expectations that we're not expecting this from maybe just our neighbor. That the more intimacy we have, the more important the expectations be met because we're far more vulnerable when we have expectation for intimacy. So join me in the next segment. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So I want to encourage you to check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. There's lots of things available there. And to make sure that you give us your email address because we can send you lots of different elements to the show that help maybe give you some time to think about it. We have some worksheets. We have some summaries. We have all kinds of different tools that can help with this and we have study guides that we do if you want to do it by yourself or with a group. So we're talking about this idea of relationships 101. What are the basic things that have to be in a relationship in order for it to have any chance of success? And so what we what we were talking about in the last segment was this idea of appropriate expectations. So when I have appropriate expectations with people, I am much better able to get over things that are, you know, just kind of human. Or maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're not very good at something, right? And so I can kind of work around it. But if they let me down on an area that is an important expectation, let's say something like fidelity. Or, wow, if you're an addict that you didn't relapse. See, the expectations are the things that really help the relationship work. They're the framework of it. And when they get damaged, we need to rebuild them. And the only way to rebuild the trust of an expectation is to do it right for quite some time. So let's think about this. Expectations. How about this one? The ability to keep a confidence. This is a very appropriate expectation for an intimate relationship. And it's appropriate expectation for many business relationships that, that what you're saying is not going to be repeated or misconstrued or used as gossip, that it's safe with who you shared it with. How about this? The commitment to not judge the person, but to trust a process with God. Now, see, what I want you to think about is if you can't do this, you're not going to be able to have intimacy. And so if you can't trust this person, if you can't trust their commitment, then you need to be very careful about how intimate you're trying to be with this person because this is not going to be a safe person. Now, this is important. Safe, safe people, this does not mean perfect people. It means trustworthy people. So what's tr- what does trustworthy mean? Trustworthy means that if you mess up, you own it, feel really bad about it, and want to repair it, and are very grateful for my forgiveness. That's a trustworthy person. A trustworthy person is not a perfect person. So if you can't trust that the person is working hard on his or her own life and program, then you're going to have great difficulty with that type of intimacy. See, what will happen is you won't be able to have intimacy with your peers as well because you will start to project onto everybody what this one person is doing to you. And so you'll either get put into a parental role, like one of a police officer or like a therapist, right, pastor, and it doesn't mean that we don't occasionally operate in those roles, except this is what you want to think about if this is what you are consistently doing in a in a relationship that is supposed to be of equals then you are always going to feel that you're the caretaker that you're the one that bails them out you're the one that's always overcoming or always forgiving and you have to start thinking you know what is it what's in this for me why am I doing this relationship Because we have many relationships that we do that are called what we say are one-down relationships. So a one-down relationship means that I'm the one caring for that one-down person and I have very few expectations for my own personal benefit on the person that I'm caring for. So this is what doctors have, lawyers have, therapists have, pastors are. This is what parents are, caregivers See, these are one-down relationships. And so when that's the case, we understand that the intimacy is going to be different because the intimacy is in some ways going one direction. So if that's the role that you consistently take, then there's no room for you in the relationship. And so you're going to have to be able to trust God for the process, whether you see it or not. If you think it's not happening, and you choose to stay, if you think that this person is probably not going to have any kind of insight or awareness, and you still choose to stay, then you might want to think about some of the shows we've done on codependency. And this is not me saying that This is a a terrible, horrible thing. This is something that we as humans really struggle with. So I want you to think about this particular expectation. How about decency and politeness? I can't tell you how many times I work with couples or different individuals and I think to myself, why is that okay? Why are you completely either oblivious or don't care about the effect you're having on people around you? Why is that okay? See, that tells me that I probably have a toddler in an adult body or a teenager in an adult body. So decency and politeness, this indicates respect for another human. So this doesn't mean I respect everything they do. It means I respect that they're a human and they have value. And so this is a must. How about expectations on yourself? See, this is doing your side of the relationship. This is growing, maturing, using your voice to ask for what you need, expressing your feelings appropriately, not expecting others to read your mind or to pick up on all these subtle cues, right? And are you holding the other to the same standards that you hold yourself? So how about this expectation? Expect to have hard times, confusing times, times of doubt. But that you're not necessarily depending on this person for all of your peace, all of your tranquility, all of your happiness, all of your security. See, this is important that your ultimate security has to be from God. You don't want to be their God, and you don't want to make them your God. So expect them to be mortal. Step back. Take a step back, get some perspective. Work on majoring in the majors and not in the minors. Now, we do know that if there are minor things that people do, but they do them repeatedly, consistently all the time, it becomes a major. So these, again, are issues that need to be discussed. And we have to do that in an adult manner. So think about when you step back and get some perspective and you focus on the positives, right? Thank God he does this with me regularly. And you might say to yourself, why am I with this person? Why did I marry this person? Why am I committed to this company, this individual, this group, this idea? You really want to make sure that you understand you because then you will have more appropriate expectations on the others that are, or the companies, or the businesses, or whatever that is, so that you can manage your expectations and know if they are too big or if you expect too little. So in the course of this whole entire process of having appropriate expectations, I tell clients frequently, I say, you know, in the course of eternity, will it matter? Is it going to matter when I'm in heaven? is it going to matter next week? So how is this going to affect me moving through time, maturing, you know, working toward my own goals, whatever that is? How is this particular issue going to affect that? Do I need to major in it, or is it a minor? And so this is important that we say to ourselves, is this criminal, illegal, immoral, unethical, dangerous. See, those are majors. But am I making a minor a major? Because it just bugs me. So I ask myself oftentimes, wait a minute, I'm getting really worked up about this. Is this actually criminal? Is it illegal? Is it immoral? Is it dangerous? Is it unethical? No, it just bugs me. So what do I need to do? Do I need to get over it? Do I need to talk to the person about it and say, you know, I've been working on trying to not let this bug me, but this really bugs me. Would you be willing to stop? And that's an adult conversation to have with someone, but that can only happen if you've done all the work ahead of time. That's what you're coming to. That's not where you're starting. So how about, you know, expect attempts at honesty. And I say attempts, because honesty is tough. Truth is better than a lie, right? And honesty is hard. So are you completely honest with yourself and with God and with others? Well, if you are, then you probably are God. And so you have to be realistic about other people. It's like, I expect them to be honest, but do I hold that same expectation for myself? Now, this doesn't mean that we should be, you know, blatant and malicious, okay, and that that we should be, you know, being critical of people, that we have to make sure that when we're honest, we're kind. And I love the verse in the Bible that says, you know, God is kind, you be kind. And the closer you are to someone, the more kindness is necessary because we're more affected. So this is an important next one. I expect to help other people be the best they can be. Now this is done through love and, and acceptance. But if you're with someone that isn't even trying, I want you to to question why you have picked that type of a relationship. You want to be energized, you want to be, you know, inspired, by the people that you're in relationship with. And you want to be someone that inspires them, encourages them, that we're asking and hoping and helping each other be the best version of who we can be. So this is, requires much love, much acceptance. So why do you think people you know, come to see a therapist? Well, I give them time. I have patience. And I have appropriate expectations on them. So how about this? Expect to be challenged. Expect to be uncomfortable. Because you're going to have to examine yourself if you want any type of healthy intimacy. You have to examine your motivations. How about control issues? You know, we all have some control issues, don't we? And lots of times the control issues are coming out of woundedness. So do you have things that you need to heal from that... You either don 't want to face or you 're nursing a grudge, and so you keep that wound open. so you ask yourself, what am I doing about my own woundedness? You know this is a dangerous place down here on earth. nobody leaves this place alive, right? So expect to th- to feel like things might be one-sided or unfair sometimes. you know that's just that's just humans, so we want to have a lot of grace expect to pray a lot I have really come to realize how helpful me just directing my thoughts to God are just like praying many times and how helpful it is for me and for that other person so expect to find out how much you don't know and how much you know you're not God and be thankful for that so these are appropriate expectations Expect to expand your ability to accept and enter into another person's reality. And it may not make sense to you. You may not even always approve of it. But love never fails. Love never fails. And this doesn't mean we love everything they do. It means we love the struggling human, the person that they are. And so I want you to focus on these basic principles. And I want you to really give yourself a break and say, you know, this is tough. This is hard. I mean, think about this. When we talk about, you know, the story of of Christ, well, you know, coming to earth killed him. This is a tough place to be. But it's a very, very phenomenal place to be. And it's a wonderful opportunity when you get to interact with other humans and learn who they are Engage in who they are. Be known by who you are by them. That That's one of the biggest things that helps humans is if we know we've got someone. Someone that knows us, accepts us, loves us, and believes in us. Have a great rest of your week, and I'll talk to you next week. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia.